0: Welcome to the Real Freedom Podcast, where we inspire you to pursue your passion to gain time and financial freedom through opportunities in real estate. I'm your host, Mike Swenson. Let's get some real freedom together. Hello, welcome everybody to another episode of the Real Freedom Podcast, where we talk about building wealth, gaining time and financial freedom through various opportunities in real estate. And so today, very excited to share. We've got Maria Quatron here and she has her hands in a lot of different businesses. You've been in business for a long time in the real estate industry. So a little bit about her, founder and CEO of Maria Quattrone and Associates with Remax. Um, Also, Motto Mortgage Expert Solutions, and you have 28 years sales and marketing experience, leading one of the most successful real estate groups in the Philadelphia metro area with 2,700 properties and over $700 million in sales. So with a passion to help create generational wealth, which I'd love to talk about, you work tirelessly as an investor, public speaker, visionary podcast host of Be The Solution, and also creator of the Pennsylvania Real Estate Scholarship Program where you provide scholarships for women and minorities and take them through your Rise in Real Estate Academy. So you've got your hands in a lot of stuff. I know that all just didn't happen overnight, but welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to you today, Mike.
0: Well, why don't you just start, you know, everybody kind of wants to know usually how you how you get into real estate, how that journey started. So so share with us how that began for you.
1: So my journey in real estate started when I was about 10 years old. I went door knocking mm-hmm. and I was selling um, Christmas or Hanukkah greeting cards and wrapping paper. And I had found a little brochure at my house. It said for every item you sold you made a dollar. And my inspiration to do that and motivation was because I wanted to buy my family Christmas presents from the, the church bazaar mm-hmm. that we had every year. And so there I go. And I sold 128 items that year. So I made Mm $128 and I bought all my family presents. Um, Fast forward um, after college, I actually, during college, I did an internship at KYW TV, which was at the time an NBC affiliate. And I Mm -hmm. was able to land my first um, job, my career, selling TV airtime for another NBC affiliate, a very small one. Atlantic City, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and from there went to work in Philadelphia radio for the next decade, selling airtime and marketing programs to local businesses, regional accounts, and national accounts as well, and doing sales and marketing programs for them to drive sales. After all that, lots of door knocking, lots of cold calls very few people can buy radio advertising I had to do a lot of groundwork which paved the way for my real estate career which started 18 and a half years ago
0: and i know for a lot of people you know getting into real estate it's it's the handling the rejection overcoming adversity those are the things that tend to trip people up and so having already had that experience kind of going through that cutting your teeth doing those hard things how was it transitioning to real estate then did you find like okay i i don't have to overcome the same challenges that people have cuz you've already been you've already overcome that mentally the 10 years prior
1: i thought it was super easy and i was free <laughs> to tell anybody else about the business because everybody so, else
0: struggles so so much to get into real estate.
1: Yeah. And so I literally worked seven days a week. I didn't care. I didn't even feel like it was work. I loved working with the buyers, and sellers. I had a team within less than a year of being in the business. And so that didn't go over very well with a lot of people because it was about 2005 and it, teams weren't very popular. Mm -hmm. Let alone somebody not even in the industry for a year starting a team and doing all this business. And so it was like, who did she think she is? Where the heck did I come from? So there was that.
0: So how how did that team start for you then? Did you start with admin support or did you, you know, kind of naturally attract agents right out of the gate?
1: So I had to get an admin after I went full time because I literally could not handle the paperwork. I am not a paperwork. I'm not an administrator. I struggle right now, um, just trying to get anything that's administrative done, done, because it is not my suit. I don't like it. So I either had to do one of two things, get an admin or quit. I wasn't going to quit. So I hired an admin within two months of being in the industry. And then I was doing all this business and I'm like, oh, I need help. So I like talked to my sister into getting her real estate license. And she came over and then another guy that was in the radio industry, he came over and then another girl, young woman, she came and worked with us. So then we got another assistant and then kind of grew from there.
0: Just kind of curious from, from like a transaction standpoint or volume standpoint, what were those first couple of years like for you?
1: So my first year I started um, in March and I closed 17 transactions. I just did about 5 million and I was part-time. I had a full-time career um, in the radio business. And then in year two, I closed about, um, I think it was 8 million and 38 transactions, but that was in 2005. That was a lot of business back then. And then it just went from there 50 to 75 to hundred and over that. And I, You know, I worked um, just at two brokerages, basically, before opening my own um, Mm -hmm. eight and a half years ago. So Mm -hmm. I actually have my own company now longer than I was at last place. So that's pretty good. What does your
0: team look like today?
1: So we have a brokerage firm and in our brokerage firm, we run as a team organization. So everybody works on the Morao Quattron and Associates um, group. Mm-hmm. And well, there's lots of reasons why for that. So they can utilize the power of that brand. Uh, but we want each agent to work um, to, to also build their brand within our brand. We have about uh, 20 licensees at the moment and uh, field services, marketing, um, some three VAs in the Philippines, and then about four on-site staff. So there's and, and then our mortgage. So there's about thirty people in the organization
2: right now, mm-hmm.
1: and grow and we're growing. I mean, our goal um, by the end of next year is to be at a hundred licensees in
2: our company.
0: I know you had mentioned about helping the people on your team grow their brand within your brand. That's Absolutely. something that I feel like has been really important as well. Being in real estate for eight years, when people join teams they like the leverage that a team supplies. And then sometimes they feel like, hey, rightfully so, I want to get some credit here. I want to be known as a person you know, that's successful in real estate. And so finding a way where you can do that underneath mm-hmm. a figurehead or a larger team, I think is a, is a good recipe for success for those teams to grow. Because if you can retain that person to build their wealth and grow their real estate business inside of your business, it's it's a win-win versus feeling like, Oh, I've got to leave and go somewhere else to do my 100%. own.
1: 100%. We have a lot of new uh, agents that come into our organization
2: and
0: mm-hmm. we
1: make it clear up front that we're not a, um, we're a destination and not a stepping stone. Yeah. So we want people to be here for a very long time and we want to grow with them. In fact, and if they want to start their own team within the organization, that they can go ahead and do that. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, someday we may just be Maria Quachman and Associates or some Mm -hmm. other name, you know. We joined the Remax brand and I believe it to be a really strong, powerful brand because at the time it didn't make sense to, I didn't didn't want to um, struggle with who's MQA or MQRA at the time we were, um, when we're doing business in the suburbs. So... Mm -hmm. You know, it made sense to me to affiliate with a strong book brand like Remax.
0: How does that work for those people that are are maybe considering doing something like that? How do you go through that process of getting your own office?
1: Well, you first have to see if the, you know, you can get a franchise, purchase the franchise and figure out where is the location to be. I mean, it is, it's a lot. In hindsight, I don't know if I would have done it had I known what I had to do. I mean, I went through a lot because I'm not, not, I'm not an operator by nature.
2: Mm-hmm. So I
1: had to learn to be an operator, which annoys me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> because I'm more of a sales and marketing kind of gal. And so when I had to step into things that you don't like to do and you have to learn how to do, I had to learn by that or I was going to like drown. So I didn't want to drown. Um, but, you know, it's definitely a long-term thing, a plan, vision, and the vision is through our PA Real Estate Scholarship. We also have New Jersey Real Estate Scholarship. Um, we are licensed in New Jersey and we'll be expanding that. The PA Real Estate Scholarship, we plan to bring 100, um, it's primarily women and minorities, through mm-hmm. the scholarship program, which Starts with not just being licensed. um, We get them licensed. We mentor them during that time. We indoctrinate them into our system immediately. So even though they're in state school, they've been here, like yesterday, we had a luncheon for them. They come for lunch and they come for a sales meeting Mm -hmm. and we want them to see our culture and to uh, deliver what the expectations are immediately. Mm -hmm. And so they're able to be some of the other colleagues And Through that program, though, my goal over the next several years, because it's going to take several years to do this, is to have changed 100 people's lives within 24 months of being in the industry to have them earning a six-figure income, getting them set up if they don't own the home to buy a home. Mm-hmm. And then teaching them real estate, how to invest in real estate. Because we make our money in real estate. We earn money in real estate to live and we make build long-term wealth, by owning homes, our own first, and
0: mm-hmm. then,
1: you know, owning homes for investment.
0: That's awesome. And, and I mean, the game the game's changed when in building teams, like you you have to bring a lot more value now because there's a lot more teams out there. Before, when you said how you, you know, there weren't really many teams when you first started, it was kind of like, Okay, great. Like just here you've got a a license and uh, and a pulse. So now come join my team and and it's great. But now people are seeing you know the the competitive advantages of teams has raised the bars raised quite a bit. And so you do have to bring a lot of value. And like you said, it's it's more than just get the license. It's the mentorship. It's kind of helping them get those first few successes and wins along the way, because real estate's a tough industry to see success in, you know, over 80% of people are gone in two years. And so it's not just get your license. It's show them what to do.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of reasons for that too. So one of the things that we do is once they are actually here at our company, we have a two week It's called Rise in Real Estate Academy, where they go through all the basic training Mm -hmm. of how to do real estate. So learning the scripts and dialogues of LP Mama, how to do a buyer consult, Mm -hmm. how to set, how to set appointments with a buyer to do the buyer consult, showing property, doing open houses, writing contracts. Those three, those five basic fundamentals are what they need to be able to build up some confidence to go ahead and do it. Because mm-hmm. the worst thing that can happen is an agent doesn't even want to set an appointment because they don't even know what to do to show a house, let alone write the contract. Yep. So there's like a lot of time people just spend going on a hamster wheel in circles and not getting anywhere. And one of the other things that I noticed in the industry, and this has gone on for a long time, is that always people show me your daily schedule. What are you doing daily? How many conversations are you having? Most of the time, there's no schedule and there's no conversations being had. So people fill out a real estate because, not because of real estate, because they're not taking the action. So this is an action-oriented industry. And regardless of whatever the economy is doing, it really doesn't matter because there's ways to buy and sell real estate. And even though the economy is going sideways, interest rates are going up, sales are down 30% in Philadelphia County this year, year to date. There was 20,000 transactions done, which means there were 40,000 opportunities So 40,000 opportunities, how many of them do you want? The business is there. You got to find it, you got to get it. And in our organization, they can call into our database, which we have over 25,000 people in our database. Mm -hmm. So there are people in there, they already know who we are, and market to them every single week. They get videos from me about market updates, What's going on in in investing? um, New listings that we have for investing, and I do these Facebook Live videos, and also I do videos called Rise in Real Estate about real estate tips for real estate agents. So I'm doing a lot of content and just trying to give back and and being a contributor to our community and teaching others Um, as much as I can.
0: One of the best things that I heard when I first got into real estate was, you know, talking about. Uh, the abundance mentality of of real estate, right? And uh, somebody had told me, you know, there's an ocean of opportunity, and whether you back up to the ocean with a shovel and a bucket and fill your bucket full of water, or whether you have a dump truck, the ocean doesn't care. The ocean, the the level of the ocean's not going to care if you back a dump truck into the ocean. So you could do five transactions, you could do a hundred transactions, and there's still plenty of business out there to be done. And the other beauty is, is that another agent or another large team in the market doesn't have to fail in order for you to succeed. You both can be wildly successful. And so you know, depending on your, your team, your brand, whatever that looks like, everybody can be successful in the market when you do the right things. And so for new people, yeah, it's like you said, how, how many transactions do you want? You can go get them you have to know how to go get them. But the, but the, on the downside, it's if you didn't back up to the ocean with anything, the ocean still doesn't care. And so I think that's why people aren't successful. Because like you said, they're they're not having the conversations. They're not doing the things they need to do to get themselves out there to be successful. I
1: love that
2: analogy.
0: One of the things that I want to talk about is building generational wealth. And, and you've kind of touched on that a little bit with your scholarship of helping them in 24 months get to making six figures, having their own house. But talk about the pursuit of, of generational wealth for people because sometimes we hear that term and we don't really talk about it. So, so I'd love to hear your thoughts.
1: Most people that own homes have been able to pass their home on to a relative. Mm-hmm. And so generational wealth is built through homeownership and through owning property. You know, one of the problems was that at a period of time, you know, African-Americans weren't allowed to buy homes, right? And they they, they weren't awarded that opportunity. So there is, you know, this imbalance of wealth in our community going back before 70 years, 80 years ago, whatever. You know, I believe that everybody should have the opportunity to be a homeowner if they're financially solvent and uh, responsible. In fact, we're going to be working with a company on doing like um, uh, contracts for deeds where we can take people that are in renting and going directly to home ownership, doing large scale conversions. Um, So that'll be something because the rates are in shape, you know, up 7%, they'll probably go up to 8%. We have to be diverse in what we do. And it's always about being able to zig and zag. What does that look like? And you have to move quick. You, I've been uh, preaching to my team uh, in our meetings. We have meetings twice a week, two hours a day. So four hours a week and a daily huddle every day at 8.30. Mm-hmm. My people are engaged. If you set an appointment, you ring a bell. If you have a closing, you ring the bell. If you get a listing or a listing appointment or a new pending, you ring the bell. The bell mm-hmm. got wrong already like seven times this morning. We, I've been talking about it for months, six months, how the market is, is, is shifted and the market's changing. We have to get ahead of it. We have to do more. So this type of market requires an enormous amount of action
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it just requires doing more. So I decided several months ago to do these Facebook lives, three, four, this week I did five lives at 8.05 AM. Mm-hmm. That means I hadn't been to the gym Walk to the gym, walk home, shower, walk back to the office by eight oh five to be to be doing more. So it requires more, not just of of us as a leader. It requires more. It requires more of working with the sellers, educating them about what's going on and what's happening. You can't run comps up of what's sold in the last six months. Right, you have to go back over a year ago and look at what's sold then, because there was a part of this bidding war that people just bid over 10% or 5% over S just because. And that's not real. Just desire is not real. Does it mean it's worth that?
0: Well, and the the challenging thing for for agents is the rates are are out of their control and yet they still have to have sales to earn money to put food on the table and pay their mortgages. And so, like you said, you, you have to do more work to probably get the same results. It might take two times or three times more work to get the same results that you got a month ago or I should say like a year ago. And so as agents, that's how, how you have to adapt.
1: I think that will, that will send some people packing their bags.
0: Yes. It yeah. always
1: does. It always does. I mean, I've been in since 04 I entered and I've seen, you know, people exit there was the exit in Oh nine, 10 people just couldn't do it. I mean, I was really doing really well and people were not doing anything and it was almost, I was almost embarrassed for doing well.
0: I remember the the team that I was on previously had, had been in existence in the last downturn. And they said, you know, at, at that time, people just wanted to know, like, can you actually sell my house, <laughs> you know? Commission, you didn't have to necessarily argue about what's your commission. It's can you sell my house it was really important. And you know, we're we're certainly not there yet, but you don't know where the market's gonna go. I mean, it's it's certainly changed a lot and it's changed a yeah. lot here just in the last couple of weeks. And and I know there's other markets that are, are seeing a lot more change than we are here in, in Minneapolis, St. Paul. But yeah, as as agents, you have to adapt. And and you've seen a lot over the years, you've seen the ups, you've seen the downs. I pulled
1: the numbers yesterday for the market update and Inventory is increasing, but it's down. So that means that the pending sales are down.
2: Mm-hmm. There's
1: not more listings because those sellers are also buyers,
2: mm-hmm. and they
1: can't buy because the mortgage that they wanted to have is doubled. Say mm-hmm. with seven seven thousand. They're bought, they, they're upgrading, upgrading people, right? Mm-hmm. It's seven grand. the ounce, twelve. They're like mm, not doing that. So they're not they're staying. They have that. Then you have, so the inventory overall is about 4.6 months for under a million. One Mm -hmm. million to two million, that's 11 months. And two million and up, it's 30 months. This does not include any shadow inventory that's not currently active on the market. So we have a lot of new development that's not listed. So I'd say the high end is probably more like seven years of inventory. The one to two is probably more like two.
2: Mm -hmm. And...
1: The under 1 million is probably more like six or seven. It doesn't, re- it's not reflected just yet, though. And you have to be able to know all that other data and be able to, to figure that out because you really, be on, as a broker, agent, whatever, you need to really understand what the absorption rates are so that you can explain to your seller listen, do you have 11 months to wait? Because mm-hmm. that's how long it could take of not one other home game on the market. And if they say no, then the response is, then we have to figure out how to be the number one best price value home to be the next one sold, or we're going to be waiting a year.
0: Having those hard conversations with sellers is really important. Like You have to be honest with them because what they hear might be what they want to hear, which is still... 6 months ago, 12 months ago if I put my home on the market and I get 15 offers in the weekend and it's gone. And so you have to cast a realistic exp- explanation to them of here's where we're at today. That market's gone. That market it's not there anymore. You could have sold then, we're not there, but honesty is is important to them because yeah, if you don't want to have them coming to you when it doesn't sell the first weekend saying what did you do wrong? It's your fault. You have to educate them this is the market that we're in. Anything more that you want to share here as we talk about Um, You know, you, you building your team, you know, we didn't get really to to talk about, you know, having a mortgage company as a part of what you're doing from, from a business building entrepreneurship standpoint, anything that you want to share for other entrepreneurs listening out there of, you know, building their business tips that you've learned along the way.
1: One of the things is, you know, slow and steady wins the race, right? Get up every day, be consistent, persistent. Room Mm -hmm. wasn't built in a day, takes way longer than you think. And be patient. I mean, we just opened a mortgage company this year and it's coming along. It's, you know, it's a process. Like anything else, we're doing a JV with a title company. Hopefully a goal by year ends, have that, you know, together and up and running. And uh, some other things along that we have going on along the way. I'm doing the book, Fearless Female Leaders or Untold Stories Revealed. And that's not just, that's not about being fearless. It's about being fearful and being fearless anyway by doing it mm-hmm. so we all have that fear and the fearless part is about the fact that we take the action um and we go ahead and we do what we're afraid of and and then you know telling our story so i'm doing a collaboration book
2: mm-hmm. so
1: we're still uh, looking for some women to collaborate on that and it also was turned in to a year-long mastermind Mm-hmm. And the opportunity to be on some other folk, some other uh women's podcast. So lots of good stuff. What I say is follow your passion, figure out what you want, you know, and lay out the vision mm-hmm. and why are you doing it all. And it doesn't have to be a big why. You know, it could just be, and you know what? It doesn't have to be a big vision. It could be whatever it is that you want, but figure out what it is that you want and then just take consistent action on it every day.
0: I love what you said about being fearless and fearful um i had a, i have a new agent joining our team and she's like you know we were talking about some of the challenges that come up the deals that fall through the adversity that happens and she's like mike how do you how do you respond to those things and i was like you just have to move forward you know like if a deal falls through it falls through you do all that you can in that moment to save the deal or you do all that you can to hold it together sometimes it makes sense too, sometimes it doesn't but when it's done Yeah, you might have a five-second pity party, but then you have to move on to the next one because the income that you thought you were going to have, you don't have. And so that's where the beauty is. You can get as many closings as you want. So if you needed to have that one close to make your mortgage payment, well, then you got to go find another one and you just have to keep stepping forward. And I was telling her that most days... There's every day where there's a moment where you feel like a failure. You know, there's something that happened, some adversity that happened, some complexity that happened. And so yeah, you could you could just curl up in a ball in my my corner of my office here and say, Well, I'm just gonna take the rest of the day off, you know, like that one bad thing happened, or you go find a good thing that happens, you know.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's all about, you know, we say start every day at zero, pretend like you have no money in the bank, you have no deals, and what are you gonna do and how much action? Are you going to take today yeah. and not be attached to the outcome of the deal, focusing on the relationship, not the deal and not being emotional. We need to be unemotional to have no emotion, to be the facilitator in the transaction so that the clients are not emotional. They're mm-hmm. paying us to be a professional. Yep. And so show up like one.
0: Well, for anybody that, uh, you know, as, is, as, is- loved hearing you and wants to learn more about you or reach out to you, how can they do so?
1: They can check me out on the website, mqrealestate.com. I'm on Instagram with by sold by MQ Facebook, just my name, Maria Quattrone. You can always reach me at any of those things. Um, they can direct message me or reach me at um, uh, Maria at column Q.com.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much Maria for coming on and sharing your inspiring story of not only being successful, but helping others—I think that's the key. You know, you have a responsibility to help others along the way, and I love the vision that you have of of bringing people into real estate, showing them success, helping them be successful, and build generational wealth. So, thank you so much for coming on. I really Thanks appreciate it. Thank you so much,
1: Mike, for the opportunity.